This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Ten past one and we are talking travel. Sally Lucas and I and Sally, we're going to a fairly close Asian country. We are and we haven't talked about Vietnam for a while so I thought it was about time we put it back on the on the radar again because it is such a fabulous place to visit. Um, there and Thailand, I guess, are probably our two most popular destinations that Australians go to, I suppose. You know, um, there's still people go to Bali, but I mean, generally you find Vietnam and Thailand both with their exceptionally good cost of living once you're there. That's what's so exceptional about it, that once you're there, you're not really spending a lot of money on anything, which is absolutely fantastic. And that's always good to know. And we get it in Vietnam, we get a really good rate against their local currency, which is called the dong. And it means you just can take Australian money, which is great. And, you know, you can just use ATMs as well, of course, and excess your money that way. Now, I just thought we'd talk a little bit about Vietnam weather because it's such a long country. Um, it has has three regions with different seasons um, and they all call, call it the buffalo's yoke it's sort of roughly the shape of Vietnam and of course you've got this one massive long seaboard on the one hand and then of course you're bordering with the Mekong River of course Cambodia and Laos on the other um, so geographically if you're in the north you're in in sort of um, Geographically, should I say, Vietnam is considered in the tropical zone, but the top part, the north, is in what they call a temperate zone. So, therefore, it does change up there. So, Hanoi and Halong Bay, which is to the north, of course, and even Sapa, which is right up on the Chinese border. Lao Cai is the, the main city or railway station where you can hop up there, and Sapa is just so wonderful with the ethnic Hmong people and the colourful costumes, etc. It's a fabulous place to visit and a lot cooler, which is really nice because you're in a high mountainous area. So Hanoi and Halombai is monsoonal with hot and rainy season from about April to September and your cool dry season from roughly October to March. So they say October and November are the best months to visit since you can avoid the domestic tourist flow. So you've got to remember they go on holidays too within their own country um, and also experience a more comfortable, of course, temperature and, and humidity. So if you go there in July, August, you mean you'd be just dripping the whole time, 100% humidity. Now, the central part of Vietnam, which is sort of way with the Perfume River, Da Nang, Hoi An, which is a wonderful UNESCO village, of course, which has got all sorts of wonderful architecture because it's been occupied by Japanese, German, French, and, of course, the Vietnamese themselves. So you've got some wonderful cobblestone streets and architecture, and the whole little village has got no cars. So you can just walk around at ease and, and do wonderful shopping there as well. So it is sort of quite close to the coast there. It's not right on the coast, but you've got China Beach, near, which is nearby, which is famous during the Vietnam War, where they went for a lot of R&R. &R. And if you're going into that area of the day, they do get these um, hot southwest winds, but if you're closer to the ocean, you do get the cooler ocean breeze. But it's really quite a beautiful area and probably the most stable weather-wise. The south, which is Ho Chi Minh City, even Nha Trang on the coast and Mui Ne, is typically hot all year round with, with two main seasons, rainy and dry. So the summer months from May to August mightn't be the best time to hit the road, but um, it's, it's, it's packed and downpours happen quite frequently, of course. Um, and then you've got the mountainous areas in the northwest and south-central Vietnam as well. And um, as we said, you go up to Dalat and areas like that, which are quite beautiful. Dalat's um, influence there in the mountains is, again, a bit French colonial as well from the time of being occupied by the French. So you've got quite a diverse in Vietnam, which is wonderful. And as I said, the food is, is to die for. It literally is, as you know, Jane, having been there yourself, the freshest food. Everything is, nothing's pre-done. It's 
all cooked fresh, um, the freshest herbs, the freshest flavours, even eating off the street with your bowl of fur on your lap, you know, for breakfast or lunch, which is their traditional soup, as we know, which they add lots of beautiful fresh herbs to. You can just have it as a vegetarian option or you can add thin slices of beef or chicken or seafood and so on. And you've got the Mekong Delta down south, of course, which you can do wonderful exploring down there. And you can visit that whole area and cruise the Mekong, um, which we now can on more luxurious vessels as well, as we've mentioned before. You can do day trips. You can do extended trips right through into Cambodia and Laos. You can do a a combination itinerary with Cambodia and Laos. There's so many interesting combinations you can do, whether you just want to do Vietnam on its own. And even if you do, really, to cover that whole country, you couldn't do it in less than two weeks. And even then, to do it all, you'd be pushing it, I feel. Um, You might have to pick the eyes out of what you want to do, because it really deserves time in each of those cities. They all deserve, to me, at least three days, Um, you know, which is two nights or three days and three nights. But And then Halong Bay, of course, you've just got to do that cruise on Halong Bay. Again, UNESCO, World Heritage, thousands of lime casts coming up out of the water. And you can do that wonderful sea kayaking option there too, which is just fabulous, getting you into little grottos and places that you wouldn't normally get into. So it really is a fabulous place to visit. Um, inexpensive. The people are friendly. The friendliest people, honestly, they, they don't hold grudges about anything from the past. Um, they just want to get on with life and want you to enjoy your time in their country. They're very proud people. On to NURFM, where you're listening to Talking Travel. It's 20 past one. And Sally Lucas, we've got some good news, perhaps, about a new airline route into our country. Well, we do. And this is with V Australia. And people, if they don't know who V Australia is, it was originally part of, the, of course, the Virgin Group. And it was originally called Virgin Blue. And they've given their airlines different names for different regions. So V Australia is the long haul, if you like, niche of their airline. And they've been having extremely wonderful accolades from everybody who has flown with them, whether it be to the States or everywhere. They've won a bucket of awards for all sorts of things. And just to give people an idea, even since they began operating as V Australia in 2009, they've reduced their business class fares to the States by 20%. They're a very competitive airline. And they've joined in, in um, with Etihad, which again is an airline that has won Airline of the Year Award and numerous awards because of their standards in all classes of travel. And Etihad flies into Abu Dhabi in the Middle East, but now V Australia is also flying into Abu Dhabi, the first Australian-based airline to do so, flying to the Middle East in over 20 years. So, and this will give people then the opportunity then to have ongoing flights with Etihad to connect them into Europe or to Russia or to wherever to save you going through the UK. And if you're not going to the UK, as you know, you know, you'd, there's no need for you to do that and go through Heathrow, which is a big, big airport. And so this is a much nicer way of processing yourself, if you like, through an airport system in, into Europe. So just to let people know that this is new and they're very proud of their partnership with Etihad. And as I said, Etihad themselves keeps increasing their routes and no doubt this will grow and they'll be opening more routes all the time. They're, they're the fastest growing airline in the world, Etihad. Um, it's a very wealthy country, wealthier even than Dubai. They're just sitting on billions of barrels of oil and they are just putting so much money into that airline, it's not funny. So very good that this partnership has occurred and it gives us more possibilities of travel. So that's great. Um, talking early birds, Jane, as we mentioned, they are out and about in abundance. And I'm talking abundance. There's a plethora of them. And 
it's not just airfares, as we've said before. It's, it can be car hire, it can be cruising, it can be land content. It's, it's just an opportune time to really take advantage of substantial savings. And we are talking substantial. And some of the packages, for example, with APT, with their river cruising, or even with just their, their touring options into Canada and Europe are giving you a fly free or a second person fly free. So there's all sorts of benefits, too numerous to mention, but please take advantage of them if you can, if you're able to. Um, it, it depends on payments will vary from operator operator and airline to airline as when that payment is due. Sometimes it'll be a deposit then with a balance by a certain date and so on. But if you just lock yourself into that early bird deal, especially now before our dollar drops any further, which means things could go up, obviously, um, it would be a benefit to do so. And also to let people know that not only have we got early birds, but a lot of the touring companies now are really expensive expanding um, what the, the areas they go to in Europe and they're looking outside the square and giving you some different options that weren't available before. Um, for example, I think this is the first one I've ever seen in Australia anyway, that there's now Insight Vacations are doing this range of tours called Easy Pace. So they're, they're not doing the Cook's Tour, as we used to call it, with all the one-night stops. But they've got one going to the Channel Isles. Now, you know, that's that's amazing. I've never seen one you know, promoted in Australia to go there. And you actually go to, to Guernsey um, and uh, to the main capital of St. Peter Port, and you just have a lot of time staying there really enjoying that region you know so that would be lovely just to hop off onto the the Channel Isles as a little you know relax re- relaxation should I say extension maybe at the end of your holiday in the UK you might have been motoring around or touring and just to be able to have that lovely little time in the Channel Isles and even in Eastern Europe now like they're doing things taking you to bathhouses in Budapest and you know through the canals of Venice and you know doing wonderful Eastern itineraries again that are taking you to um, historic um you know, sort of albergos, which are inns, and just lovely different styles of accommodation and lovely regional dining with authentic, you know, lunches on the Dalmatian coast and just try to incorporate lots of different things for people to do that are second, third or fourth time travellers as well. And Italy is still one of your most popular countries in Europe to travel to, other than France. It's the two seem to be most popular. And there's a whole raft of fantastic itineraries now doing Italy, a lot of walking, cycling, gastronomic, and again, in-depth touring of particular regions of Italy. So there's a lot out there, Jane, that people can take advantage of now. Um, and these are using like premium hotels, a lot of these now, like less people on the coaches. So you've got wonderful leg room, like you're in business class on a plane, you know, big picture windows in your coaches. So a very relaxed style of touring that is available now. So it's fantastic. And that's Talking Travel. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane. And we'll be back talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM.